welcome back to another daily walk and uh, welcome back to windy Wyoming as well. Hopefully wind doesn't make its way on here. I switched over to my uh, little lapel mic, which does horrible tinny audio, but uh, doesn't seem to pick up wind at all. So hopefully this sounds all right and uh, this will be a test. Can I keep using this while I'm here in Wyoming? Anyway, today I want to talk about finding a good Bible study or identifying good Bible study or hey, if you're looking to start a Bible study, how do you start a good Bible study? And uh, I wanted to talk about this because I've been in a lot of different Bible studies. I've been in a lot of different churches and uh, I've, I've seen a lot of different studies and traveling the country, I get a chance to see what works really well, what doesn't work really well. Just getting a chance to look at the different uh, Bible studies out there. So what all are we encompassing in this? We are encompassing Bible studies as you will find in churches because oftentimes the Sunday school model takes on more of a Bible study approach, and hey, that is a good extra place to get some Word of God. Uh, we're talking about a small group, what you'd call a small group, or a cell group, or a life group, or whatever pithy nonsense names they're adding to all these stupid things anymore. Uh, just call it a Bible study, guys. We don't need to call it a life group, or a connection group, or a journey group, a faith group. Yeah, this is the problem. We keep on adding all these euphemisms. Call it a Bible study, and then as a Bible study, get together and figure out the types of things that you want to do in that study. You don't have to just study your Bible. You can you know, go help with some community project as well uh, as a Bible study. I just prefer to call it Bible study because it tells me what we're doing. And as we're looking at Bible studies, this brings us to point two. What type of resources? If we're doing a Bible study, which you should do a Bible study, not a small group, a cell group, a, a life group, a journey group, a faith group, you should read the Bible. You see, there are a lot of things, and I obviously don't discount the uh, importance of books as I write books myself. I don't want to discount that, and books have their purpose. But as far as meeting together with a group of people, ultimately we should be meeting together to study the Bible, not meeting together uh, to look at somebody else's materials. Because what ends up happening is we become lazy in our preparation, we become lazy in our approach, and we start utilizing these other resources in place of proper preparation. So what types of things do we often see? The most common one we're seeing right now is DVD curriculum or other online curriculum stuff where, you know, somebody's got a, a facilitator's guide or you get other resources, other, you know, maybe a book, maybe you've uh, maybe you're purchasing workbooks to go with some DVD curriculum or some online curriculum. These are garbage. They do not work super well. They don't, they, they, they might captivate attention. They might be more fun, but they do not grow you nearly as well as a Bible study. The next thing, of course, fallen a little bit more out of favor more lately, but classically was to do your Bible study was actually a book study. You know, everybody's supposed to read a chapter of the book. These are falling out of favor anymore because most people have come to these having not read their part. And then, you know, one person, maybe the facilitator, has read the book. And then they get into, the, they get into here and, you know, you start discussing it and people have different viewpoints. But really your conversation is driven by the author of that book who might be a good teacher, might not be. He might have biblical sound views. He might not. We just don't really know. And so it raises the concern about the books as well. 
The next, more often I'm seeing this in the churches more than anything else, and of course more the Baptist churches because it's a Southern Baptist uh, printing is Lifeway. Please, can you guys teach without this Lifeway nonsense? Um, the problem I find with the Lifeway, I've seen people teach out of Lifeway well, uh, but I've also seen way more people teach out of Lifeway not well. Let me tell you the uh, cases where I've seen it. Uh, the two I have seen it not well. I was at one church that used Lifeway for their Sunday school. Nobody, even the pastor, did not prepare. Actually, one person did. That person became the de facto leader as the pastor kept on passing the job of teaching the Sunday school in a joking manner. Ha ha, you're the last to come in the room. You get to be the teacher. Ha ha, you came in last. You get to be the teacher. Oh, I see. You've read the book. You will be the teacher for the day. What a bunch of non-preparation nonsense from a lazy pastor. I'm sorry. Uh, the other place I saw it was one church I went to. The guy literally opened the book up and read verbatim everything. Holy crap. Way bad, bad. Now, the two I saw doing it well, one of them was a church that was building back after the koofiness, and he was actually preparing it. He was using the Lifeway, and I talked to him about it. He said he's using the Lifeway because he doesn't have to take the time to you know, pull out uh, time to prepare for the Sunday school class in addition to the sermon with all the other things he's trying to do in rebuilding the church. He actually did it well. Uh, he went through, he skipped a few things he thought were irrelevant. He focused more on things he thought were more, more useful. That was a good use. The other church I saw that did it really well, the teacher came in. He was very well prepared. He pulled from five or six or seven other resources. He asked a lot of questions, and we rarely were in the Lifeway book at all. It was an organic teaching using the Lifeway as the basis. So if a person came in reading the curriculum from Lifeway beforehand coming in, then what happened is they came in and probably got a little bit more out of it, but everybody, whether you read it or not, got a lot out of that particular teaching. So that was a good methodology as well. But uh, my personal preference is a group, you're opening the Bible you're reading it, and you have an understanding of it. Now, yes, this does take a little bit more preparation on behalf of the leader because you have to go into your course being prepared. But if you're doing a Bible study or a Sunday school or some other group where you're getting together discussing God's Word, you may as well discuss God's Word, not discuss Brother Bob's opinion of God's Word or uh, Brother John's sermon on God's Word. You should be opening up God's Word yourself and if you're a member of a Bible study, please read what is there in advance if you know what it's going to be. If you don't, at least the person leading the Bible study should have read through it, should have a lot of points of application, should have the ability to explain the context. They should be a leader teaching the things in the book. So this brings us back to two things. This is our last point. This brings us back to two things that... Um, uh, I have kind of mentioned here, and we'll address them now, a leader versus a facilitator. More often than not, whether it's a Sunday school, a church, a small group, cell group, life group, faith group, we're moving towards this facilitator model. And it's utilized by using book studies where the facilitator is facilitating the discussion through the book or the online uh, teachings or the DVD curriculum. The facilitator's just going through and basically keeping the conversation on track to keep up with either the workbook or whatever else has been assigned by the creator of whatever said resource. 
The problem with the facilitator model, and I'm just going to wholly reject it as not useful. If you are, if the only option you have is a facilitator model or spending the afternoon yourself reading the Bible, you should spend the afternoon yourself reading the Bible. The problem with the facilitator model is there is no essential leader. There's nobody who's taken the time to spend the time and understand the word. You're not getting in there and understanding and having a teacher teaching you these things. Sure, you might throw out that verse, I have no need for a teacher. You teach yourself these things. Well, then why are you in a Bible study? All right, I'm going to reject that out of hand principle as well. But the principle is you should have a leader who is knowledgeable and competent in the word, who has done the preparation that we're going to open the Bible, we're going to read it, we're going to have the leader explaining the context around what's going on, giving us the analysis that we need, and then moving us into life preparation with a little bit of back and forth. People should feel free to question or challenge, and the leader should be competent enough to be able to handle those challenges and bring it back to the text, maybe using supporting verses. The basic principle, a Bible study should be led by a person who is knowledgeable and competent and capable of rightly dividing the Word of God. Almost like Titus uh, chapter 1, where it says, the elders must be sound in faith according to the teaching, that they may be able to both instruct in sound doctrines and refute those who contradict. Okay, that really is the overarching principle. Whether it's a Sunday school, a church study, a small group, a life group, a community group, a blah, blah, blah group, whatever the latest trendy word is, all of these, no, it should be a Bible study led by a competent leader that is utilizing the Bible as your primary source. So that is what you should be having. So if, you're, if you have any level of influence over where you're doing a study and you're not doing that, you should suggest that. And if you're looking to start a Bible study, you should do that uh, with the Bible. If you're a church and you're like, we need to add Sunday schools or, hey, we're just finishing this, this book up. What should we do next? Why don't you propose, let's open the Bible and read it and have a leader who understands it and teaches us these things. So this is really the importance that we have to get in and understand how to find a good Bible study. If you get caught into these DVD or book studies, facilitator-led, trust me, you are not going to grow in the faith. You're going to be a weak believer. You're going to have a lot of downstream problems with your faith because we need to be focusing on the scripture and our understanding of the scripture, not what Brother Bob has said or uh, Pastor Joe has said uh, as much as what has the word of God said and helped me to understand that. Hopefully that helps. Let me know your thoughts and uh, tell me your Bible study horror stories. I would love to read them in the comments down below. Thanks for watching and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.